You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 177. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, amazing human, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners to get all the pieces in place to have consistent four and five-figure five months, and then on to six and seven-plus-figure years without burning out in the process. So today is going to be a little bit of fun, a little bit behind the scenes with the amazing Selene Douglas. You see, often as business owners, we start with a one-to-one business model, simply exchanging time for money. But more often than not, people realize that this isn't sustainable. It's leading to burnout and that hustle mentality. And that something needs to change in order to get their time back so they can live the life and business that they really want, to have a business and life that they are in true alignment with. On today's podcast, I'm excited to bring on one of my clients, Selene, on the show to share with you how we moved her from a one-to-one business model to a one-to-many business model and increased her quarterly revenue by 29.2% after we brought in the one-to-many model. In addition, on this episode, Selene will share with you what it's been like to work with me in the role of her business consultant, how I've helped her to gain the clarity she needs, took her from stuck to unstuck, increased her revenue, and so much more. This is, uh, again, one of those behind-the-scenes episodes that so often I'm getting emails and DMs that people want the juiciness. So I really want to get into what it's like to move someone from a one-to-one model to a one-to-many model and show you how I don't do cookie-cutter approaches as a business consultant. Because here's the thing, every business owner that comes to me brings to me so many different variables that I need to account for. Different businesses, different personalities, different home life, different dreams. And as their business consultant, it's up to me to find out how best to support them. And and having that cookie cutter approach does not work. Let me repeat, it simply does not work work. And that's why today I want to show with you what it's like when I work with clients while at the same time educating you about the importance of not just doing a one-to-one model and how a one-to-many model can help you in so many ways other than just revenue increase. But before we hop into this episode, I want to let you know that something super exciting is happening on November 17th and November 18th. I'll be hosting my $37 live two-hour strategy and goal-setting workshop so that you can end 2021 with a bang and make 2022 your best year in business yet. During these live two-hour sessions, you're going to be able to get access to my brain on your business and walk away with your 2022 strategy and goals mapped out. Not to mention you get access to my 15-page strategy planner that I too use every single year in my business. Spots are limited as I like to have the numbers really small in my groups to keep things intimate. So if you've been finally wanting to work with me, I encourage you to secure your spot to either the November 17th or 18th two-hour strategy and goal-setting session. It's going to be epic. And yes, the sessions will be recorded if you can't make it live. To secure your spot, because again, spots are limited, head simply to www.angelahenderson.com.au backslash business dash strategy dash sessions. Again, that URL to secure your spot to one of the two hour live strategy and goal planning workshop sessions is Angela Henderson 
www.com.au backslash business dash strategy dash sessions. Now let's get into this epic conversation about one-to-one and moving to a one-to-many model with Selene. Welcome to the show, Selene. Thank you. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yes, I am excited to have you here today. I mean, I was thinking before uh, we hopped on the call together, I can't believe that it's almost been 11 months since, yes, you know, we started interacting with each other and then you became one of my profit pillar clients, but it, it seems forever, but in a good way, right? It doesn't seem like it's just been 11 months. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like it's gone really quickly. I can't believe the time's almost up. <laughs> I know the time passes. And again, we've worked in other areas. You also came to my women in business retreat, which we'll talk about later on too, but 11 months, a lot of people mm-hmm. will think that that's a very long time, but in fact, it can be a very short time when you're busy, strategically taking action and working on things. And we'll talk more about that later. But one of the things that I like to always ask my guests when they come onto the podcast so that they get an opportunity to know you a little bit more. My question to you, very important question, are you team dog or are you team cat? <laughs> you just have to have a look at my Instagram to answer that. <laughs> Definitely team dog. Definitely. I'm actually allergic to cats. <laughs> okay. Yep. Now, listen, you have a beautiful dog and I knew that, but I thought it would be fun for listeners. Tell us a little bit about your dog. What type of dog is it and how much joy does your dog bring to your world? Oh, so much joy. She is just over one. She's a Grudel, so a golden retriever cross poodle. Uh, And we're just obsessed with her. We really do treat her like our baby. They bring so much. I mean, listen, they are hard work though. I mean, I also, oh as you know, gosh, have a yes. British bulldog who I think we got around similar times. I mean, she's one too, but I tell you what, no one prepares you for that shit in craziness from eating shit to the amount of money I've spent on toys because stuff just goes missing. Like I said, mm-hmm. I never, I said I would never be that dog mother and I am that dog mother, right? It's like, oh, we'll get grateful. Another treat. Oh, we'll get grateful. <laughs> the Halloween costume. Oh, we'll get grateful. The Christmas costume. I'm like, we're a hot mess when it comes to our dog because, but in a good way right because it's just like every day you can be having a bad day but there's this essence of just like that unconditional love that they bring to us and yeah. uh, you cannot not help yourself but smile even when they do the cheekiest of things 100 100 and what is the name of yours again i can't remember off the top of my head. her name's kubi which uh, my partner is his background is uh lebanese and uh-huh. Um, it's actually basically meatloaf in Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's so fun. Now that we know a little bit about Kubi, AKA meatloaf, and the fact that you are a team dog versus team cat, can you share with the listeners out there a little bit about your business journey? What were you doing prior to going full-time in your business and what are you up to now? Yeah, for sure. So I am a degree qualified nutritionist uh, and I do work one-to-one previous, I guess, to going full-time in my business. I was doing it part-time and I was, you know, kind of taking on any kind of client, um, anything, you know, female, male, I was taking on anything from metabolic health right through to reproductive conditions, gut health, uh, just general sort of weight loss and, um, you know, accountability and that sort of thing. So really anything. And then in that process, especially I think once I went out on my own, I was seeing more clients then and really realized that I, the area I really thrived in was more the women's health and certainly more so the hormonal side of things. Mm -hmm. And whilst it's all 
interconnected. Of course, your gut health is influenced by your hormones and your metabolism and so on and so forth. Um, usually people are coming to see you for a specific problem, right? They're not, mm-hmm. they don't maybe realize that all those things are interconnected. And mm-hmm. so in the last, um, you know, six to 12 months, and certainly since I've been working with you, I've really just narrowed down into that focus of clinical work. And um, yeah, it's been amazing doing that. I really love it. Fantastic. And so did you always work on your own or were you also working for someone else? Yeah, I was working for someone else um, previously. And then I've just gone out on my own since September last year. So really just over a year that I've been out on my own. And what was the main thing that you no longer wanted to work for someone else where you're like, you know what, maybe I should do this gig on my own? Uh, Yeah, it's a great question. I would, (laughs) you know, I think personality wise, I probably don't like being told what to do and how to do it. (laughs) It's something that I've discovered about myself actually only recently because I did collaborate with someone else, um, you know, sort of in another side hustle type scenario. And in that process, I did really discover that, I guess, about my personality that once I'd had the the freedom and the space of running my own show that I really didn't like having to share the big decisions and I just wanted to do things how I wanted to do them. Yeah. Um, so I do think there's an element of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is that when you're in a role like mine, if you're working for someone else, you generally don't have the freedom to actually specialize in a particular area of clinic. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll obviously be having a percentage of the consultations that you're bringing in or that are being funneled through to you, and you will get any and every kind of client. And as a practitioner, it is quite difficult to be across everything as best as you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's much, you know, you can provide a much better service to people if you're able to just really narrow down and focus on uh, getting excellence in specific areas as opposed to taking on things that are sort of outside your scope of practice. Mm-hmm. So that's also a really big element, I think, of why I wanted to do things on my own uh, is that I, I'd identified that I really did want to narrow down in, in that specific women's health area. And since narrowing down, aka niching, it's niche, niche, depending on whoever the person would talk to, is obviously we'll also talk about the direct increase of revenue and how much your revenue has increased over the last 12 months and things like that. But would you also say that contributing to that revenue increase, that by you really honing in and focusing on what some of the things we had talked about when you were working with me around, you know, niching down and being more around that hormone women specific, would you also say that it's a direct correlation with the the type of people you're getting, but also um, the increase in that revenue? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it just goes back to what's that saying? Like if you're um, trying to be everything to everyone, you'll be nothing to no one. Is Did I get that right? Something like that. Anyway, Basically, yeah, the way I think about it is, you know, I guess what I was putting myself out there as before was the generalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now when people would come across my page, now I do get messages that are like, oh my God, that what you wrote or this is exactly what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I do think that then there's that, you know, people come across you and go, yeah, you're my person. Mm-hmm. I need your help specifically. And listen, though, I think that's important to realize for those listeners out there, I believe, you know, I 
how do I say this? There's a lot of people out there that are always like niche, 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 niche. Mm-hmm. So like as soon as you come up with your business name and URL, they're like, you must niche. And I actually disagree with that component of it because you've also demonstrated, and this is what I say often to people, is that your niche will evolve as you evolve, right? And if you niche too quickly, you potentially can screw yourself out of a business. And if you take too long to niche, you can also screw yourself out of a business and or growth opportunity, right? But just know that if you happen to be out there listening, and you're like, oh, you know, I've been working on this and it's not quite perfect. Done is better than perfect. So for you, yes, you were taking on a whole bunch of other people, but you were still making money. You're still doing whatever. And as time got on and as you evolved and learned more, you were able to kind of draw that in. And I would suspect in 12 months from now, it will be even tighter, right? Mm. Because it ha- that's just typically that. So for those out there, just know that your niche will evolve don't freak out. You don't have to have all things figured out right now. As Marie Folio talks about, everything is figure outable and niching is one of them. So don't beat yourself up if you don't have your niche down specifically. And if you don't have your ideal client down specifically, it will happen just like Celine has demonstrated today. And yeah, I see it happen all the time. I know when I first started consulting, because my first uh, business was e-com specific, I predominantly so like I think it was around 70% e-com clients, 30% uh, service-based clients. Um, and though I take quite a few one-on-one e-com clients, by the end of by the beginning of 2022, I pretty much will be saying no to any e-com clients in my programs, for example, because I've now been so infused with the service side of things that it's pretty much now probably 20% e-com, 80% uh, service-based. So again, it's an evolution. It doesn't ha- it doesn't just happen overnight. You learn more, you grow more, etc. So be kind to yourself when you're looking at narrowing down. Now, for the listeners out there, I'd like for you to just explain a little bit about and just share with them a little bit about how you decided to work with me. Like, how did you hear about me? What were some of the challenges you were facing at the time before you hired me as your consultant, uh, et cetera? Yeah, so I knew at the end of last year around, I would say, December time. So I left my full-time job in uh, mid to late September and I'd done then, you know, three months or so on my own and I got to December and I just felt like I was listening to all of the free content that's out there and I think I was just more confused than anything else and also feeling really overwhelmed, uh, felt like I had no idea what I was doing and I remember thinking, you know, that a big piece of my issue was just the marketing, but I realize now that there was quite a few other things as well. So I just felt like I was working hard. I was hustling. I was spinning my wheels, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. And so I'd been listening to a few different marketing and business podcasts, and I actually hadn't come across yours yet, but of a couple of the people I was listening to, I had heard your name mentioned multiple times. And then I actually heard an interview with you specifically on the topic of what you call profit pillars, where you were going through all of those. Mm -hmm. And I I guess the penny kind of dropped there that I realized I didn't actually have any of those foundations you were talking about. And so instead of, I guess, looking to work with someone who was going to be ahead of those things, I felt like the foundational things were really what I needed at that time. Mm -hmm. And that then I came across your podcast and I listened to a lot of that. And then I ended up booking a discovery call with you in January uh, Mm -hmm. this year. 
Absolutely. And then the rest is history, right? And we're 11 months later and look <laughs> at us now, right? And so, yes, yeah, so understanding, you mentioned a key thing there about the foundations. I'm very big about foundations and that analogy I always use is that of the three little pigs. You came to me with a business made out of hay or sticks. It was there. You had a name, you had a website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't have taken much for the big bad wolf to come, aka COVID or you know, illness or something, and that probably would have crumbled slightly, right? Potentially could have wobbled and maybe even maybe had to go back to the you know a nine to five or working for someone else so I have you know yeah foundations are key because if we can build a solid business of bricks even if COVID comes or illness comes yes you might decline in revenue for a little while but you structurally will still be there and again not and securing yourself to not have to potentially go back to that nine to five you can still kind of run your own race it might just have to change and pivot for a little while so thanks for sharing that it's always good to know where people initially heard from me and and what was kind of getting them over the fence, you could say. Now, speaking of that, what made you officially, though, take that massive jump? So obviously, we did the discovery call. And again, you were like, yes, I think you said that, like, I'll think about it. And I said, I'll send you the, um, you know, the follow up email is what I said. Mm -hmm. But what made you actually take the jump or the shift to investing in your business, but also just like hiring me going, all right, I know there's a whole bunch of other programs out there, but this is the right one for me right now. I picked you because I think anyone listening will probably agree that you're a very straight shooter and I feel like you just say it how it is and I didn't want anyone who was going to be, you know, fluffy or nice. Not that you're not nice, but, you know, who was going to be fluffy and that kind of thing. I just, I wanted you to just tell me the cold hard truth Um, and I just really liked that about you. I think I got that from listening to you through your podcast and obviously the discovery call um, Mm -hmm. definitely confirmed that and and that's what I needed and that's really what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, that's, that's sort of why I picked you and then I guess in terms of investing, I mean, I, I think I've, I don't know where I got this from, but I feel like I've always had the mindset of if I can invest in something that's going to further my, you know, personal development, my business development, then I would be an idiot not to do it, right? Because otherwise it's going to take me so much longer to figure that out on my own. And like I said, I had been going through the free content and I, as I said, I was just more confused than anything else and didn't know how it applied to me and what things I specifically needed to focus on and in what order. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I had no issue with um, investing in that. I hadn't invested in anything specifically relating to, you know, business coaching or anything like that before, but I had done a lot of, I've spent, you know, thousands of dollars in additional mentoring and things in terms of my clinical skills as a nutritionist. So I've Mm -hmm. never had an issue with doing that because I feel like it always comes back in dividends. Mm -hmm. You mentioned something there that I want to touch upon. You said um, that you were obviously consuming the content, but you didn't know how it applied to you. Now, I do want to say is, I hear this often from women is, how are you going to be able to help me? How do I know it's not a cookie cutter approach, right? Like, how do I know that you're actually going to show up? So I'd love for you just to talk about like, the strategy I give you, was it generic? Was it cookie cutter? Or was it specific to you? And did you also feel like you've had um, access to me over the 12 months? Or did you feel just like a number? No, it's definitely specific. I mean, obviously there's the core modules inside of Profit Pillars, but we have the um, the sort of 
it's not group coaching, but the hot seat sorts of calls Mm -hmm. um, each month. And in that you're able to give us specific and tailored advice in that. So we obviously have the the core foundations uh, and then you're really helping us to tweak that as to how it applies to our individual business. So I certainly never felt like it was generic or cookie cutter advice at all. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, and then there's also the daily support too. So that's yeah. the thing too. Some people think, oh, well, I only get to see you for one call or two calls a month or however. But there's actually multiple calls a month, but you get what I'm saying. And yes. they think that it's only the calls that they're that they can ask questions, but you can also ask questions any given day, Monday through Friday. And you're you're getting advice from me. You're not getting like, I don't have a team of coaches who are working for me. Uh, you're actually still getting access to my brain in between those calls too, uh, to make sure that you're moving forward and not getting stuck. Yeah, 100%. Now let's talk strategy. Mm-hmm. When you first came to me, you were set on doing a one-to-one model. Like it was, I was like, oh, she's not budging on this one. She's, <laughs> she's pretty adamant about this. And you were set that, and nope, because when we were talking about your goals and what you needed to do to improve revenue, and you're like, nope, I want to continue seeing 80 people a month. And I was like, 20 people <laughs> a week. And you're like, yes. And so I had chatted with you about how you were potentially, or AKA you were exchanging time for money. So I just simply gently planted the seed. And that's often happens with the majority of people that I work with is I just plant the seed. I've got to let it simmer. I've got to water it a little bit more. I've got to bring the sunlight and eventually the, you know, the, I mean, it kinds to come to flume. But I generally planted the seed about, you know, potentially one day you might want to look at moving to a one-to-many model. So you'll be able to have more impact to the people that you serve. You'll be able to make more money and you'll potentially be able to get more freedom versus exchanging time for money. So I'm curious to know, when did the penny finally drop for you when you were like, oh, okay, now I get that i probably may not want to keep doing 80 clients a month. I think it's probably when I actually started really increasing my client load and having bigger weeks because at the time when I would have said that, I think I must have had about 40 or 50, yeah, around 40 or something clients a month. So, you know, roughly 10 a week or so. And on bigger weeks, sometimes I'll see, you know, seven or eight people in a day, two to three days a week. And I I was exhausted if I was doing that three days. So if Mm -hmm. I was, you know, seeing seven people and doing 21 appointments, um, which has happened a few weeks, I would (laughs) just be so drained at the end of it. And so mentally drained because you're not just, it's obviously not physically demanding, but it's, uh, really mentally tiring doing things like that, especially when you're, you know, analyzing test results. And also when you're help, helping people with their health, there's a certain degree of, I guess, mental and emotional load that you 100%. take on from them as well. Mm-hmm. And that's probably also something I need to get better at sort of channel, channeling away from me uh, at the end of the day, because I honestly would just feel like a shell of a person and almost feel like the next day, especially depending on what time I would work until that I couldn't start work at, you know, nine o'clock the next day, because I would just need a moment to sort of offload my brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think the penny dropped when I had a few weeks ongoing like that. And I thought, yeah, maybe my goal should actually be, I still love helping people one-on-one. And I do think there is certain people that will always need that one-on-one support because health Mm -hmm. is so nuanced um, that not everyone can 
necessarily go all the way in in a group setting. Um, however, yeah, I think my goal now has really transitioned to how can I still have the one on ones, but how can I actually, you know, have the minimum amount <laughs> and mm-hmm. still reach those revenue goals that I have. So definitely a big mindset shift around that. Um, and yeah, that, that's been huge for me this year. And I think also something you've definitely encouraged is thinking about how you actually want your business to be, not necessarily how everyone else is doing it mm-hmm. and whether that's actually in alignment with your personality, your values, all of those things. And yeah, thinking about that has definitely been a huge shift for me. And it's funny you bring it up because I was having a big conversation the other day with a few people about this is that there's the information we consume all the time is seven, you must have a seven figure business, seven figures, seven figures, seven figures. I mean, it's like everywhere. And I do, I mean, again, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I do help women hit four and five figure months and then on a six and seven figure years. But again, that's very contingent on what they want, as you said, right? If you want seven figures, great. But there's a lot of people who are like, you know what? I'm just happy with 150K to 200k a year. I want to be able to start, you know, having a wedding, getting pregnant, doing whatever, or they may already have kids and they just really want to be there for the kids more often. Like when was that, when has that no longer been allowed to be okay? Cause I feel yeah. like there's all this pressure that always has to be the seven figures. So again, it's one of the core things that I try and, you know, again, plant the seed for people at the very beginning is staying true to your values and always, you know, whenever you're about to make a big decision in your business or whatever is, is this in alignment with what I want to do and where I'm going? Because if it's not an alignment and you're just chasing the dollar, the energy is going to be different. You potentially will start resenting it. And then, you know, it's no good and it will just weed itself out eventually anyways. Mm. So the alignment piece is so important. Now, when you started to shift though, from that one-to-one, uh, I guess I should, now that you've started to shift and you're incorporating that one-to-many model versus just the one-to-one model, what difference has this made in your life and with, within your business? Um, I think within my life, probably a big part of it is around confidence I think in my own skills as a practitioner and also just the ability to teach that in a different way because it's obviously quite different to teach and influence people in that group more group model versus um, one-to-one and I think I was quite uh, nervous and anxious about being able to do that in a really effective way but obviously now that I've done it a few times and had the feedback um, I obviously can do it <laughs> really effectively. So I think that's been huge. And there's definitely been um, increased revenue. So um, quarter two of this year, which would be when I brought in that first um, three-week one-to-many product, um, I had a 29.2% increase from quarter one. So it's quite significant. Um, and I think, you know, it actually didn't feel as hard as I thought it would. I built up all these stories in my mind about how it was going to be really difficult and really hard. And, you know, only maybe I wouldn't get anyone who would purchase and all of these things. And um, yeah, none of that actually happened. 
but also remember too, we really stripped it back because initially we were talking and you're like, Ange, do I need a sales page? Do I need this? Do I need that? And I said, well, let's, tr- why can't we do it? Th- why can't we do it with ease? Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you've got this really great product. You've already got an audience. People have been asking for it. Why don't we not do a sales page? Why don't we just throw it out there? See if people bite. And if people do bite, then maybe the next time we roll, then we'll do mean add more copy sales page and tighten it. And you were kind of like, oh, I don't know exactly what you said, but you're like, oh, can we do that type scenario? And I said, yeah, I said, it always comes down to testing. Like there's no one way. And that's what I'm saying is I don't like to do the cookie cutter. This is how it is. Because I could tell that we didn't, from a consulting point of view, is I don't want to put any more pressure, right? And overwhelm because I knew it was so new to you, like moving into this one-to-many model. So I was like, what can we do to just strip it back and make it easy? And we did that. We literally, you know, emailed lists, threw it on social media. You did not have a sales page, right? You did not do that, but you still sold out all of the spots, correct? I just want to make sure I'm not messing yeah, that one up. Yeah, I did. I did sell out all of the spots that I wanted. And I think I only did yeah, maybe one or two social media posts and then two or three emails. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was it. Then I created it after that. <laughs> right. And that's what often people forget is people think that you have to have the sales page and all the funnels and all of this done. But if you've never validated a product yet, sometimes I'm like, well, why spend all the time, blood, sweat, and tears and money doing that until we validate products? So then once we validated, you sold out on that particular product. We were like, okay, great. If we want to scale this or run ads to it, we're going to really need a sales page for them to land to. Mm -hmm. So, and then slowly you've been building that, you know, and so forth. So again, it doesn't always have to be hard. It doesn't always have to be one way. It's about adapting and seeing what we're for those individuals. So again, revenue has increased, confidence has increased, but also your impact has changed, Mm -hmm. right? You're able to make more impact on other people's health because you're able to go to that one-to-many model. So collectively in the last 11 months at time of recording, since you've worked with me, can you share with the audience three to five key things that you've accomplished since getting strategy and working with me? And I want to make this very clear. I say strategy and working with me. But as I say very clearly on my discovery calls with people, Selene's success does not come down to Angela Henderson. Selene's success, yes, I will show up and give strategy and accountability and all that. But it comes down to the actions are in actions that Selene has taken. So it's it's actions. Like I said, if, and if nobody takes action, well, then you're going to be the same spot that you are right now, a year from now. So again, I use, I use the words loosely strategy and working with me because ultimately I was a component and I was just a vessel, you could say, but it was Selene who actually went and took the whole nine yards to get to where she's at. So what are those kind of three to five key things that you've accomplished in those last 11 months? Well, definitely now having two one-to-many products um, mm-hmm. and refining those. I'm just going to keep continue working on those. I definitely won't be making any more for a little while. I'll just be Can continuing you share a little to bit about what those products are. Yeah, definitely. So one, the initial one we spoke about is called the 21 Day Reboot, mm-hmm. and that essentially is for people or women who have issues with energy, they feel like their metabolism is sluggish, maybe they're finding it difficult to lose weight and they're just not really too sure where to start. So I'm really teaching 
all of the key pillars and foundations that you need and you get meal plans each week, you get um, group support and also online learning modules. That's really the the foundational piece I think that everyone needs to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my other product is a six-week program called um, the Hormone Repair Protocols. This is geared specifically to women with premenstrual syndrome um, and symptoms and, you know, other hormonal imbalances, whether it be irregular cycle um, or, you know, complete absence of menstruation, those sorts of things. So that um, program um, is obviously longer uh, and there is an element of group support and also able to add on one-on-one support as well. Uh, And that one is relaunching for the second time at the moment, which I've loved doing that one. So, yeah, I'd say they're two of the biggest things. And then another huge thing would be my podcast that I started middle of this year. I, If you told me that time last year that I would have a podcast, I probably would have laughed at you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Honestly, I would have. And I think that as well has been a huge thing that's given me so much confidence um, in myself and my abilities. And the other incredible thing with that is especially not that they've been released yet, but over the next month or so, I have three uh, people in the health industry with that are just, you know, massive icons in Australia. Nearly everyone who's sort of, you know, interested or intrigued in the women's health space would know these names. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm just, I just feel so humbled that they've said yes to me. And I think, you know, you'd mentioned before when we were talking about the podcast that you'd be surprised who you can actually interact with and have these incredible conversations with. So that's sort of been, you know, big pinch me kind of moments for me because, you know, these are people whose books I've read and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so being able to have those one-on-one conversations and certainly being able to share them with my audience um, is very, very exciting to get Mm -hmm. that opportunity. And I wouldn't have that opportunity if it wasn't for having started a podcast. So that definitely... Um, what are some other things? I mean, so many, obviously increase in revenue as well. Mm -hmm. And just that huge mindset shift around, um, not (laughs) sort of focusing on just building up my one-on-ones to the point where I have no capacity to do anything else in my business, Mm -hmm. um, but rather restructuring it in a way that I can still provide that one-on-one support to a smaller number of women, um, but also have other products in place that still allow me to really have a business that also allows me to show up a hundred percent and not feel drained and um, like a shell of a person at the end of the week. So yeah, they're, they would be the biggest elements. And me, seriously, I, I mean, how good is that? Cause one of the things that we talked about was around visibility Yeah, and all businesses, in my opinion, when the core foundations around that is visibility and there's only, you know, as I talk about often three key ways to get visibility, organic partnerships and paid. Mm-hmm. And some of the strategies that we were looking at, I was like, yes, but what's the return on investment for you for putting your time and your energy into this? And I was like, but a podcast will allow you to be able to build your authority, build your credibility, build your audience, build your connections with people, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, no, I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm going to plant the seed. I'll plant it and I'll see what happens. And then you're like, all right, my podcast is happening. This is what we're doing. (laughs) This is the name and it's launching. And I'm like, hell yes. Right. And I know just from watching already some of the 
people that you've had on there, like the beautiful conversations you're having, the connections that you're making. Again, you're extending that visibility while at the same time allowing people uh, to consume your content every week and make a bigger impact for those that need to hear the information that you're giving Mm -hmm. them. So a huge congratulations on that because, yes, we may have talked about it, but it didn't come to to flourish, to bloom without you taking the action, right? So huge congratulations on your podcast. And what's the name of your podcast? Do a drop so everyone knows. It is Holistic Health Chats. Dude, love it, love it, love it. Now, you mentioned something there too that I want to talk about. Obviously, yes, you've had your biggest year in business. Uh, and yes, you talked about strategy and support, but I'm so glad that you also mentioned the importance of mindset because mm-hmm. as you know, in, in Profit Pillars, for example, is I'm very big about, yes, I'll show up and give you strategy, but I also have a mindset coach that does monthly mindset work. We've got the intuitive spiritual person also that people are able to access. What other key elements besides the strategy, the support, and some of that mindset do you think that it's taken you to make this year happen the way it has? Like, is there anything else that we've missed with that? Um, so other than strategy and support and, and well, I think, yeah, as you mentioned, mindset definitely is a huge piece. I think I really underestimated how much that actually sort of made a difference um, other than just sort of the 3D activities that you're doing on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that has been, pardon the pun, but a huge mindset shift for me, realizing how much of a difference that makes and also just, you know, how important it is to really like take care of that and prioritize that for your business as well. It might not seem, you know, like something that's going to make a big difference, but it, it honestly does. And I think it transfers into then everything else that you're doing across that day or that week. Mm-hmm. So that's been really huge. Um, and then I think as well, um, that's ongoing that I'm doing that, but also just really celebrating all the small wins. Like that's something you talk to us about doing all the time and I'm getting better at doing that. I never used to, I'm definitely getting better at doing that. And also just getting better at, you know, if I'm sitting down to look at my numbers for the end of the quarter or the end of the month or whatever it is, um, I take time to actually look back at how far I've come, um, Mm. you know, in the last three months, the last six months, the last year, um, because it can be so easy, I think, to, as you said earlier, look at what other people are doing online or look at these people who are getting to the seven figures or whatever it is um, and have that feeling of whether it's conscious or subconscious, um, comparing yourself to where other people are at. Mm-hmm. And I've just tried so hard to stop doing that and just compare myself to myself a year mm-hmm. ago or six months ago or one month ago because that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Like it doesn't matter what, where other people are and what they're doing. And I know I talked often to on different podcasts, like your chapter one is different to someone's chapter 30, right? Like just write your own chapter and run your own race course. Um, Now, I also just want to emphasize or just ask what your thoughts are about how much, obviously we talked then about strategy, we talked about support, we talked about the mindset, but uh, how big, Uh, do you feel or how much has community and having access to a community also, not just me, but community of other women in business, uh, how much has community also potentially or not potentially influenced uh, your growth over the last 12 months? Yeah, definitely. It has. It's great. You know, you post any kind of question in there and obviously you reply and answer that question and help us with that. But 
often other people are in there, you know, either just showing support or um, answering that question or providing feedback or advice if if they're equipped to do so. So that's been huge. Um, and certainly, you know, you connect with people outside the group as well. Like there's obviously another nutritionist in there and her and I have been on each other's podcasts and become, become quite good friends. And, and you're also a great connector, I think, as well within the group. If you see that there's a way we can support each other, whether it's being on each other's podcasts or some, in a, some other way, you're great at sort of um, pointing out how we can do that as well. So yeah, that, that definitely plays a role. Yeah. I just said, I want to let people know that it, it's just not, you're not just paying to work with me. And a lot of people think, well, I just want, yes, of course I want direct access to me, which you get. But when you start to play bigger and you start to step up into the next levels, you never want to be reliant on one person. So that's why it's really important that I also nurture those and facilitate those com- um, other opportunities and community. Because again, you you don't, I never want people to stay with me forever because if you stay with me forever, then I haven't done my job as a consultant, right? So again, I want you guys to have the tools and the resources to be able to facilitate other conversations with other people post that. So that's one side. And the other side is that connections, again, your network equals your net worth. So even if there's someone outside of the group, like I know I've connected you with one of my one-to-one clients, Robin, to come on each other's podcast too, is you're, you're also paying to access my connections, right? And people forget about that when they sign up for me, or they don't even think that that's a component till they get in there. They're like, oh, now I see what Ange meant on the discovery call by saying you get access to my connections. Because if you think about Robin's podcast, for example, She's had half a million downloads on her podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, you're new, but you still bring value on your podcast too, right? But it's like, you guys are now cross-pollinating with each other's audiences. You both are increasing your visibility, but also you now have a long-term relationship. Who knows whenever you could team up to do a giveaway together, run an event together, do a summit together. There's so many opportunities that come when you have connections, right? So again, I just wanted to explore what that looked like for you, because I think it's important that people don't realize it's not just me they're accessing there's more to it than that yeah definitely now last there's just a few more questions before we wrap up but I would like also ask you if there's anything that you've experienced in working with me in the last year was there one particular favorite part that you liked more than others that's a great question I think it would just be your your overall sort of demeanor and no BS approach. I would say, I just love it. I don't think, I think that's very unique to you. Um, And I love that you'll always just get us to think for ourselves, but at the same time, you've got that mix of, you know, advice meets coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, So you will provide advice and, and when you do, it's very straight to the point, you know, there's no beating around the bush, bush, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you do also have that element of coaching as well, where you're, you're still sort of, you know, asking us better questions than we're asking ourselves sometimes, which is definitely important. Dude, I love it. I love it. And for those sitting on the fence, potentially going, yeah, maybe I want to work with, you know, and not too sure. What are some encouraging words that you might give them if they're sitting on the fence? Um, I would just think about, you know, you might be hesitant to invest in um, something like that for your business, but also think about what it will cost you if you don't. So if you don't, and like you resonated with my story saying how I was just spinning my wheels and felt like I was consuming all this free content, but didn't know how to actually, you know, piece it all together or what was even applicable for me. If you don't do anything, like, is that actually going to change? You know, what's the cost Mm -hmm. of 
of not doing it and can you afford to not you might think that you can't afford to invest in it but can you afford to not as would be my question <laughs> dude i love it and like i always say if do you want to be in the same spot you are right now a year from now right like ugh, no. that makes me, i'm like <laughs> hell no right hell no now for those women listening to this particular episode who also might need help with their hormones etc how can they connect with you yeah absolutely so i am most active on instagram i'm always happy for anyone to send me a message, um, ask me questions and get connected that way. So my Instagram handle is Selene Douglas underscore nutrition. Um, equally, you can go and listen to my podcast if you like, which is called Holistic Health Chats, um, or you're always welcome to find me via my website, which is selenedouglas.com. Dude, I love it. I love it. And my last question to you, my friend, is what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started off in business? Probably that I can create the business that I want and that I can do it exactly how I want, not not how everyone else is doing it. I think I didn't I didn't realize that at the start. And I really thought that I was just going to end up with a business um, that I had to do all of this one-on-one uh, consulting work with. Mm-hmm. And that has been honestly the biggest mindset shift, I think, for me in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how cool is that? And also at time of recording, you just got him back also having that freedom, right? A whole mm. week touring around in like a camper van with the dog meatloaf, right? Kubi, right? And just <laughs> chilling, right? Like, and obviously your partner. But again, that may not have been an option if you were still doing that many one-to-one clients, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, having that opportunity to launch one-to-many programs throughout the year and giving some of your freedom and flexibility yet back to is so powerful. Yeah, definitely. Listen, well, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you over the last year. And I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast today and sharing your experience of what it's been like to work with me. Like I said, you are joyful. You are exceptional at what you do. And you have just continued to go from strength to strength. And I look forward to continuing to see you go from strength to strength and cheering you on, even when you're no longer a client of mine, because it's just been an absolute pleasure to get to know you. So thanks so much for that. Thanks so much, Ange. I appreciate all the help and guidance you've given me over the last 12 months. And I really don't think I would be in this position now without your support. Now, if you're listening to this episode going, wow, what an epic year Selene has had, and you'd like to explore working with me, I would encourage you to come and join me for my $37 two-hour strategy and goal planning workshop where I'm going to help you create your strategic plan for 2022. I'm offering two different time slots to accommodate those all over the world. And these two-hour live strategy and goal planning strategic workshops will be held on November 17th or November 18th. During our live two-hour small business strategy planning and goal-setting workshop, I'm going to help you create a customized business strategy plan for your business and end 2021 with a bang and make 2022 your best year in business yet, all for only $37. For $37, you'll get access to me for two full hours and have me looking at your business. You'll walk away with a personalized plan, which will include us mapping out your business goals so you don't waste time on ideas that won't work. Get clear on your next steps so you're never overwhelmed and overthinking. Refine your to-do list. Goodbye, busy work. Get your plan on paper so that there's no question on what you're working on and put your business on path to sustainable strategic growth so you can create the business and life you want. To access either 
either the November 17th or the November 18th live two-hour strategy and goal planning strategic workshop, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au backslash business dash strategy dash sessions, and you'll be able to choose which time slot is going to be applicable and work best for you, your family, and your business. And yes, these will be recorded if you cannot make the live session. Let's work together to create a customized plan to transfer your business and end 2021 with a bang and make 2022 your best year ever. Also, my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And thanks again, Celine, for being on the podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. And to you, amazing human, have a fabulous day. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.